Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that new blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the Netflix documentary, Longest Third Date, this recently came out, 2023, directed by Brent Hodge. Uh, This stars, the subject of this documentary is uh, Connie Lee and Matt Robertson. The plot of this movie, when Matt and Connie match on hinge, sparks fly. They spontaneously fly to Costa Rica for their third date and get stuck as the world shuts down in March 2020 because of the coronavirus. An extended stay in paradise becomes the ultimate test of compatibility. Uh, now, this movie, I wasn't sure what I was going to... I had a lot of options of what I was going to review for today. And when looking through, this caught my eyes. Like, oh, well, that's an interesting title. I look at the little description of it. That's a very interesting thing. So I decide this makes the most sense for me. And when I started this documentary, I almost regretted starting this documentary when I started. I wasn't, I was like, what am I doing? Why did I do this? I think I made a horrible mistake. Uh, But once the story kind of gets going in like the second act, I was hooked. And by the end of this documentary, I loved it. it's short. The runtime is one of the reasons why I decided to watch this. This movie's only an hour and 15 minutes. This documentary, hour and 15. So, short runtime, kind of light subject matter. All pluses for when I was sitting down. I wasn't. I did a lot of long movie watching this past week, so I wanted something short, sweet, to the point. And this seemed super interesting. Right? And the, the idea, two people getting to know each other on a very in a very unique way, you know, something that historically hasn't happened for almost 100 years. So, very interesting. And uh, because of that, I would recommend this movie. I would. If you're I mean, if it sounds like something that you would enjoy by the description, if that hooks you in the same ways it hooked me, you may have second guess your you may second guess yourself at the beginning of this documentary but i would say if the the hook and the premise of this documentary intrigued you enough to hit play then by the end you'll be happy you did at least i was so i would recommend it for if anybody's into that especially if like you're into like reality tv shows i mean there's a lot of reality tv shows that are very similar to this in many ways uh but this is just about two people and not like a group of people that are trapped on an island. This is a very kind of a unique case study. And uh, I'll get into all that as I review this movie. So, initial description, very interesting, very unique story. So curious, right? Made me choose the movie. I had a lot of other options. Uh, The two people went on a trip for their third date, and the pandemic hit, and everything got shut down, right? So no flights home. And what started as a four-day trip turned into a lot more than four days, right? And like I said, this could almost be a premise for a reality dating show, which those exist, which I really don't like those. Like, I I like dipping into reality shows as a form of entertainment that allows me to completely unplug my brain. Right, there are some reality TV shows, guilty pleasures. I don't really feel guilty watching reality shows, right? Because they serve a purpose. They're of you know very. They're like junk food for the brain in a lot of ways. And there are, there's certain brands of junk food that I enjoy, you know. And I wouldn't say necessarily 
this movie is junk food in the same way that those dating reality shows might be or reality shows in general might be because it is a, a very unique situation this isn't like a situation produced there aren't producers and things like that obviously the editing they could be you know they could tell the story in the way they could but it's you know it's something that happened globally very interesting kind of perspective a story that came out of what was a global pandemic right so i say that elevates it a little bit more than your standard dating reality tv show that has like a gimmick and like you know people that know they're there to be on a reality show where these people weren't necessarily they didn't know what this was going to be when they when they set out to do it so the th fact that i was very tired when i was making this decision the hour 15 minute runtime was a great uh, a great option and it just seemed super interesting right and this movie starts this documentary starts by setting up you know you find out they met on hinge right you get to there's talking head interviews mixed with reenactments at least at the beginning there's reenactments of uh the two people that were involved in this documentary just kind of reenacting what their first date was like what it was like their first impressions of each other right and they both kind of they're both not interested in being in relationships right they just want to date somebody you know kind of have a short-term thing not necessarily just hooking up either right it's the because they don't on the first date he only kisses her on the cheek and that's it so it's not like it's a very unique kind of use case in a dating app where neither of them are using it to hook up but neither of them are interested in a long-term relationship or any kind of relationship they just want to hang out and date and you know so that's kind of the setup for this these two people where they're coming from what their intentions are or what their intentions were right but they both also want to live life to the fullest right they're both making decent money they're both younger right so traveling having adventures those kinds of things would imply that this type of thing could happen right that they would on a third date out of nowhere kind of have this idea to go to costa rica which i kind of feel like is insane but so you got these talking head interviews where you not only you hear from them but you hear from their two closest friends really and that's kind of it right it's very simple documentary and a lot of the footage was filmed by the dude who is a vlogger and so he documented a lot of this and so because of that footage you get to see what it was like for them while they were dealing with this whole scenario and then the talking heads of them speaking you know kind of like reflecting on the time how they may have like there's a moment where she says where she sees like this documentary opens with basically watching this guy matt's trailer for himself for his blog or his youtube page uh which is very much like what you would see in like uh you know a travel documentary show of like a guy young guy wanting to turn his life into a movie and showing clips from all these adventures he's gone on uh traveling the world right kind of kind of pretentious on a level and something that when the woman involved in this relationship saw she said if she had seen this before their first date she probably wouldn't have dated she would never would have gone out with him like if she had known he was a vlogger then that would have been a red flag for her in the beginning of this whole thing so kind of an interesting setup to this where in my opinion the reason why i wasn't very enthused about my decision was because uh you know he kind of seemed like a douchebag and she just seemed like somebody that makes poor decisions, has poor judgment, right? She didn't, she didn't know, like, she didn't look into this guy at all or ask questions. Like, I don't know. We don't know what they talked about or what the first two dates were like. 
right? And it seems like not, I, they didn't really get to know each other that well on the first two dates. Uh, but anyway. Right, so the f initial impression of this guy, kind of full of himself, kind of a douchebag, uh, and then my impressions of her, just kind of poor, poor judgment, poor judgment. Uh, you know, so during the setup, I was starting to regret my decision. And then when they decide to go to Costa Rica on their third date, right, he says, oh, the plane flights are cheap. Let's go to Costa Rica. It just felt like, they're both idiots <laughs> like this like going on a trip with somebody that you've been dating for a while can be a big thing right spending a, an extended amount of time with somebody that you're still kind of getting to know even if you are in a relationship you get to see a different side of somebody when you're around them 24 7 or 24 hours for four four days right you're, you're going to get to know it is like an accelerant for a relationship. And these are two people that don't want a relationship. So anyway, they decide to go to Costa Rica. I am going to get into spoilers. Like, I don't feel this is spoilers. This is just the setup of the movie, right? This is the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. Setting up what they did. They went on two dates, uh, which I'll talk about those dates. And I'll, I'll get into details and stuff. But, like, just the, the setup of this thing, which is like... During the setup, I regretted my decision. Once they go and things, like, change, we get into the meat of this documentary, then I get more and more invested in it. Right? And that's when their return, that, that meat is when their, their plans to return after the four days gets canceled because everything gets shut. The, the world gets shut down. Which I also think is kind of crazy, right? Because... There's a lot of people that the conspiracy theory people out there that think that the 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 United States shut down in order to attack businesses or whatever. But it's like the entire world shut down. So it's like you would have to for the first time ever coordinate with every government like it's the only time all governments in the world agreed on something to shut down to attack businesses to attack economies like it doesn't make any sense to attack and most countries exist in a capitalist society where it's like it goes completely against everything it makes no sense that they somehow would be able to orchestrate something to shut everything down it just doesn't it's like it's the most absurd like as it are most conspiracy theories that require a level of organization and acceptance and uh rule following that i just never ex experienced anywhere in anything like you can't keep secrets forever you can't effortlessly get everybody to agree and follow the rules of something very it's like even people who are threatened with death aren't able to be controlled as effectively as would need be to pull off this massive false thing of like shutting everything down just to attack I, it's just insane but it's interesting because we see it how it was you know it wasn't just the u.s shutting down costa rica shut down everybody shut down right so their plans change. Everything gets shut down. Stay in place order. Everywhere in the world, stay in place order. Quarantine. Everywhere. Every country. And these two people against relationship being forced to spend every day with each other. In a foreign country. During a time where everything is shut down globally. It's also like that aspect of this that is makes it kind of like a reality show right most reality shows they are quarantined from society they are stuck in a house they are stuck in a location they're not able to leave they don't interact with other people on the outside so that kind of aspect of reality shows is present in this because of the quarantine that happened globally right and that's what intrigued me
you know, because it's interesting to see how people deal with being around new people that they don't really know as these two people were for an extended period of time. It's like, you know, it's a social experiment in a lot of ways to see how people handle it. It's one of the reasons why people like reality shows, the drama of what happens when you force people to be around each other for extended periods of time and to see how drama naturally comes about because humans are insane creatures. A little bit easier with this because it's only two people, right? The more people you add, the more potential for insanity can happen. And over the time of this, you see, like, they've become far more sympathetic to me. Where I started off very judgmental, they become very sympathetic by the end. And by the end, I love both of them so much, right? I actually got emotional at the end. The beginning of this, I'm like, I hate you guys. You're a douchebag. You're an idiot. Why are you doing this? And by the end, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, this is so beautiful, right? So kind of crazy, and, and it's happened. Like I don't, there's, I don't know what else I've watched recently, but there's something else that I watched that I did not like when it started, and through the runtime of the thing, I progressively got more and more into whatever it was I was watching. I, I, I want to say I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was a movie that was nominated for Best Picture last year potentially i don't remember exactly but i know i've said these words very recently this is not the first time within the last few months that i when i started watching a movie this being a documentary i didn't like it i regretted it i didn't like the p and then by the end i was like this is amazing so it's i love when that happens right one of the reasons why i tend to finish things i mean especially if i'm going to review it I finish it. I'm not going to talk about a movie that I didn't watch. I just, I can't do that. And especially if I'm going to talk shit. Like, if I don't like something, I will force myself to watch it and continue to watch it so I can at least be accurate in my shit talking. And this one just changed my opinion completely by the end. And just kind of another example of my own issues, my own problems where I can just be so judgmental on first impressions like i'm you know as i get older i, I realize faults that i have of, of things that i i've noticed that i've been throughout my life i am very judgmental about people based on first impressions i always felt like i had a good meter for or a good gauge on people and this is different because I'm not meeting them in person. But because I'm a very protective person and I have my own trauma and issues, I tend to base a lot of how I treat people on first impressions. Now, that definitely can change. I could have a good first impression and they can prove me wrong. Uh, and vice versa sometimes. It's just not consistent. So I have to remind myself that. That just because the first impression may be one thing, it may be positive or negative, it's not the end-all, be-all label that that person should be stuck with. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote, are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspire Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of The Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to inspiredisorder.com plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. It also shows like how love and compassion and understanding can make me cry like understanding those things those triggers that 
that make me feel like I'm an actual human being and I have a heart beating inside my chest. And I think in some ways that the way this doc is set up, how they start the doc, I feel like it almost intends on making you feel that the way I did for the first impression. Right? They kind of introduce this character especially matt in a way like the first thing is that you see his trailer and you see how people react to his trailer this thing i'm movie matt my life is a, i'm gonna make my life a movie right and they're like he's like everything about this guy is like you're a douchebag you're like so full of yourself kind of a thing so i think in some ways the documentary is intending on that knowing that once you get into this, you will have a hopefully have a different perspective on not only him, but everybody involved. But prime, you know, it's just these two, how they deal with this, this event that has never hasn't happened in a 100 years. Right. A very unique thing to happen to these people who are already doing a very unique thing, going to Costa Rica on their third date and forcing them to get to know each other in a way that most people never will. Most people are never going to, after the first time spending time with the person, be forced to only be around them for an extended period of time like this is a very unique situation that you just don't see ever happening especially two people going into this who are very comfortable being single and not looking for relationships right and as my view of these two people changed throughout the course of the documentary the characters in this, these two people in this documentary, their views change as well. So I think part of this is the evolution of perception when it comes to who these characters are and who they are to each other, which I, I find that to be interesting as well. But I do want to get into spoilers because there are specifics I want to talk about. Right, try to set up and structure without spoilers, but I do want to get into spoilers. So, if you don't want to be spoiled on this doc, I highly recommend checking it out. It's only an hour 15, super short. If you're into reality shows, then it's it seems like a no brainer. And if you're just interested in a documentary about a very unique situation two humans could be in and what happens. I think it's a it's a very, you know, a unique peek into a an event that, you know, I mean there de could definitely be another pandemic way sooner than the last <laughs> pandemic, but uh, you know, it's very interesting and I'm sure there's a lot of stories from the pandemic that are somewhat similar to this. So anyway, spoilers from this point out. Um, why I didn't like these people Right before anything, we see his promo video, as I said, that trailer for himself. The fact that he labels himself his brand is movie Matt, right? They met on Hinge. Their first date, they go eat Indian food, and he's the type of he's taking pictures of his food. He's taking pictures of their drinks, right? And she's like, uh, okay, it's like it, she she thought it was like it's interesting. We're going to Indian food. That's a bold first choice for a restaurant. And then she's kind of like, and this guy's like taking food. So I already don't like this guy, right? He's movie Matt. He's got a trailer for his life as if he's like Anthony Bourdain in Parts Unknown. And when he goes to restaurants, he's taking pictures of the food and drinks, right? Like all things that kind of annoy me, that would annoy me. And after the date, he only gives her a kiss on the cheek, which she's like, what was that, right? And she wanted more than just a kiss on the cheek. So she texts him. He's like, okay, well, it sounds like we need a second date. So they go on a second date. They decide to go axe throwing. Very interesting. More of a fun date, right? You eat dinner, interesting food. Second date, going axe throwing. 
And what this dude does is he brings his friend on his second date. Another douchebag. Like, who's bringing... Like, I understand if you're dating somebody for a while, sure. You're going to go and hang out with friends on these... You know, but your second date, you haven't even, like, kissed lips. You kissed her on the cheek once. And, that like, it's almost like this guy is trying to put off friend zone vibes hardcore but like i i would never want to invite my friend on a second date i would not want to go on a date where the girl brings her friend unless it's something like maybe if we're going to like a concert like there's certain things i guess would be fine you know but i don't know and he also brought like he matt's a white guy um connie is asian and he brings his asian friend so like even her was thinking there was this i thought that like oh maybe he's just bringing his asian friend to like show that he's you know i don't know just adds to the confusing nature of why he would bring a friend anyway right And you see these the people doing the real people doing the reenactments, which I was kind of like because I wasn't digging this and I know where this is going, where it's like it's going to be his footage. Probably they're also doing the reenactments. I was like, I don't like these people and I feel like I'm supporting people I don't like because they're so involved in this documentary. I would imagine that they are. I don't know. I would imagine that they've they're profiting off of this documentary in some way. Like I felt bad that I was encouraging this guy that I think is a douchebag to be profiting off of this documentary. I was like I just like felt conflicted watching this documentary, right? Cuz he just seems like a douchebag. He also has like super white teeth. His beard is like perfectly manicured he's got a man bun like there are so many things about this guy he takes pictures of his food and his drinks he's got a trailer for his life as if he's like there are so many like douchebag red flags for me that i'm like this is like oh like i can't understand like it's it's making my skin crawl and then knowing that that person is probably profiting off of this documentary was bumming me out I was like, why did this... It only added to my regret for hitting play on this. And then, right, second date goes fine. Uh, I don't even know if they kissed yet. Maybe they kissed. I don't know. But on the third date, they go to Costa Rica. Right? He... Well, for the third date, he mentioned before, he's like, flights are really cheap right now. What do you say we go to Costa Rica? And she's like, you know, she's up for anything. They want to live life to the fullest. Also, to that checklist of douchebaggery, he uses the phrase YOLO. Like, I don't know how long this list of douchebaggery can be, but, like, there's, like, I am in pain watching the, like, oh, like the most douchebag things after most douchebag things. But YOLO, you only live once. Let's go to Costa Rica on our third date, right? Flights are cheap. Clearly, they both are making decent money. To even think of spending however much to fly somewhere and stay at a resort for a few days. I don't have any idea how much that would cost. But there's, like, I've been poor for the majority of my life. So the idea of being able to afford that in any situation let alone on a third date to go somewhere and spend that kind of money where the potential for you two not getting along is so high because you know so little about each other you have so little like the chemistry involved there's like very little they're both like have walls up all of these things doesn't make any sense right almost also kind of feeling like he's trying to impress her right like 
let's spend this, let's go do this thing. Like, because it seems like flying somewhere on a date seems like a very, seems like a thing people with money would do, right? It's like, let's just, you know, let's go on my private jet and we'll go to this whatever, whatever, right? Not that they want a private jet, but it's like the middle class version of something like that. I don't know what these two people are making, but anyway, Costa Rica, she, I'm thinking, like, she just has poor judgment. Like, none of the things, all of the checklist options of douchebaggery seem to bother her in the slightest. The And go, I mean, she doesn't get creepy vibes from him, which I guess clearly would be the main thing. He is a douchebag, but at least he's not, like, an asshole. Right? He's not, like, he's not... emotionally unstable in any way right so not the worst judgment but it's something you only seen twice and the second time you were you there was a third person in the second time they spent any time together so the third time you're going to spend time with somebody you're going to fly to another country you only kissed once And during this time, he was, he's dismissive of the pandemic happening, right? Like, ah, whatever. YOLO. And when, he, when she finds, when they, they go to the airport, they meet at the airport, that's when she finds out he's a vlogger. She's like, if I had known he was a vlogger, that, that would have been a red flag. What kind of research did you do on this guy? I mean, even... Like, I could see maybe after the first date, you, I'd like, how, like, the internet is so easy to just look at, like, what is his social media? Do you have social media? You can find out a lot about a person by their social media. Clearly would have known that he was a vlogger if he, if she had looked at his social media. But she doesn't know until she shows up at the airport. And, like, her before deciding to go talks to her friend and her mom who are both supportive of it her friends like make sure you have your location on at all times but they're both like yeah sure that sounds fine to go with this guy you've met twice you know you don't even know that he's a vlog you clearly don't know that much about this guy and we don't see what they talked about on their dates right but clearly he never brought up that he's she never asked hey what do you do like you travel a lot what's up with that like he never mentioned he like he seems like a guy that would have it in his profile i have what i do on my profile which is a no painful to talk about uh, and when they go, the flight was on March 17th, 2020. Two days after everything shut down. Everything shut down on the 15th, right? NBA shut down. Tennis tournament shut down. Coachella shut down. Like, everything shut down. Everything canceled. And he's like, ah, it's no big deal. Let's go. That's not a pandemic. So when they show up on the 17th to this flight... There's, they are like two of maybe seven people on this entire plane. And when they show up, she realizes that they are sharing a bed. She's only kissed this guy. They, she's got a kiss on the cheek. Maybe they kissed once on the lips. And now they're, they're sharing a bed. And she didn't even realize that until they showed up. No research. Never asked what he does, which I don't know what his job is. I don't know if his job is vlogging, but still, like knowing, I don't. I can't imagine somebody who vlogs not telling people, especially if they ask, "What do you do? What do you do for? What do you do for work? What do you do for fun?" Oh, I like to travel. I film myself traveling. I'm movie Matt. 
and this is like I'm regretting. This is still in the the section where I'm regretting this documentary. And seeing that he shot it, and I'm like realizing it's like, oh, I'm supporting, I'm contributing to the douchebaggery. I'm making the situation worse. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life? Look no further than InspireDisorder.com. Our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces, a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits. These one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift. But that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of The Ray Taylor Show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering InspireDisorder.com for all of your gift needs and now back to the show right and then cut to day four when they're supposed to be flying back and their whole time like before that it feels very awkward right because they've never there's like seriously feels like very little to no physical attraction which it could just be cut that way who knows that you know they could have made it seem whatever but it just fe- it just feels awkward. They're both from New York. And on their fourth day is when flights get canceled. Their flight gets canceled. And they realize that, oh, everything is quarant- everything is locked down quarantine. Borders are shut down. Flights are canceled. They can't leave. And things are being shut down in Costa Rica. And because New York during the pandemic was kind of a crate, like a lot of people left New York during the pandemic who lived there because it's like, it's, I mean, it's like so many people and it's like, it's, it's just a a crazy situation. A lot of people left big cities in general during the pandemic. So part of that, they were like happy. I was like, cool. We got out of there, you know, silver lining, whatever. Although they have no idea, right? We get this counter, like, how many days they've been there, and then their departure date, and it goes to unknown. They have no idea when they're leaving. And they're stuck at this resort, right? Which is nice. But even that gets closed down, right? Can't go to the beach. Can't go to the gym. They have a pool in their room, so that's nice. And they're far removed from everything. Right. It would have been a dream like that would be a dream vacation for me to go with with a girlfriend that I had known more that been on more than three dates. But that would be like a for you're forcing me to be on vacation. And of course, these people, however, they make money, they're able to work remotely. So they're, you know, they clearly make good money and they're able to still work. So it's it would have been a crazy situation. If it was somebody like me (laughs) and they're like, well, I guess I'm running out of I'm going to be homeless in Costa Rica now. So they had a pool that was nice and so far removed from everything. And then we start to get to know more about them. We find out that her mom is a nurse, which she's very concerned about, obviously, pandemic. And then uh, you find out that her dad is super strict, which means that she's lies. She, one of her things is that she she's a pathological liar to not only her dad, but to other people. She lies to her job about where she is. She lies to her dad. She tells him that he she's on this trip with friends, uh, with a, a group of friends. Um, I think even she lied to her mom at first, but she eventually told told her mom and then eventually comes clean but she's like somebody that like lies a lot and it's because her parents are strict her dad's really strict and all that shit and you see this guy's close super close with his family which is crazy to me (laughs) it's always crazy when people have good relationships with their families like i have no idea what that's like and is it is somebody in his grandpa's uh 
retirement home gets COVID, so he's kind of worried about that, right? So slowly getting to know these people, slowly becoming a little bit more sympathetic, which obviously had to be stressful for both of them. Her mom's a nurse, grandpa potentially, right? There's people that are close to them that, you know, could die and them not being able to do anything or go and see them. And then kind of the the adventure kind of begins, right? Then it kind of starts to get fun, right? Because eventually they get kicked out of the resort at like day 11. And they have a, depart, a departure date, 21 days. So day 11, 21 days. So they're going to be there like a month. So this four-day vacation is turning into a month. And because they're getting kicked out of the resort, right? The resort's got to close down. They can't do it. They end up getting an Airbnb person that has like, you know, gives them a deal. Right. Also, they're lucky. They have money. They can work. Right. It's super nice house, pool, jacuzzi. Right. And the dude's filming everything because he's a vlogger. Right. So we're getting footage of all this stuff. And you see they're both working. His strict his schedule is not as strict as hers. Right. He's a lot more flexible with whatever he does, which we never find out what they do. But at least they're both able to make money and also kind of gives them a way to they're not just around each other all the time like part of the day they're both working so you know there there's a little bit of a break there and like through the i'm starting to like this guy more right because you find he's trying to keep things fun they have these date nights where they're doing all kinds of fun different things they they do a bunch of like he's like oh then we'll just do like a bunch of fun dates throughout the day and like he, he tries to keep it fun and interesting right working out yoga they take the magic tricks dance lessons uh every night they make a fancy deal meal which you know during the pandemic i signed up for hello fresh so i was doing a lot of cooking like, I think that was a very big thing most people were doing, like kind of getting into cooking for the first time. So they're doing all these fancy meals. So props to him for trying to keep things interesting, right? They go on a day trip. There's a, a moment where he's driving too close to a lagoon and the car almost falls in, right? So they're like crazy things. Like they're having fun, trying to enjoy this time and trying to also make it so they're not getting on each other's nerves in any way right and it seems like a while before at least before they mention that they're actually even having sex in this documentary right obviously it could have happened a lot sooner obviously knowing how protective she is about her parents not knowing the truth i wouldn't be surprised if the events of this this documentary were edited in a certain way to not really focus on whenever they started to have sex but at some point they did which is kind of crazy that it would take so long uh and maybe it didn't but i think they did that because part of the many kind of things that happen that are unique to the situation is that she eventually runs out of birth control and she's like trying to figure out how to get birth control. At some point, there's like a pregnancy scare. And you see throughout this whole, th like he's super supportive and positive. So it's like throughout this whole thing, it's like, yeah, he's a douchebag. And almost like he's got a laundry list of douchebaggery. But deep down, he's a nice guy, which is like, okay, I like this guy. He's super un like, okay, I get it. He's understanding of her past relationships. He's understanding of why she is the way she is. She acts the way she does. She lies about things because of her dad, but she's, you know, honest with him. So I'm like becoming far more sympathetic with these characters as we go on. And then you get to like day 29 and there's another delay. And it goes from them supposedly leaving at like after a month to now they're going to be there for another month and a half and it's just like oh my god and it's like you know once the delay started that's when i started liking this documentary that's when we get into the fun parts of the documentary where we get to know these people and my opinions change 
And it's like from a four-day third date to now two and a half months. It's just insane. And you see at that point, which I think is, I don't know how closely that relates to a lot of people, how they were dealing with the pandemic. But you see that, like, they're day drinking and they're like, things are kind of spiraling out of control. They're like, all of the, they're no longer performing. He's no longer performing for the blogs. All the walls are coming down, right? It's, the real is getting real. And I think this is going to get way more dramatic as most reality shows do. Uh, but they don't. I mean, they definitely, you, you know, they handle it in a way that shows not only they're not like you never really see them butting heads or arguing or fighting like they seem as far as compatibility wise they seem to be on each other's team in a lot of ways right so i i like that despite the fact that they are still very much not willing to be in a relationship or acknowledge that they care for each other, right? There's they're both like have this mental thing where they're against even acknowledging that kind of connection that they may have. And they go on these adventures. They go, they leave that Airbnb. They're like, well, we're not, we can just let's go try other things. They stay in like a a tree house they go camping they're going all over you're seeing them driving all over uh to stay at different places to just experience different things since they're there right keeping it fun doing interesting things they're not just stuck in one place they're and also relying on or you know pleading with the hosts of these airbnbs to kind of give them a deal because they you know they're make sure to highlight how many days they've been stuck there and all this stuff Right. So it seems like even a, like a fun trip, <laughs> like it, like they really and I think a lot of it was him is like really put a lot of effort into making it an interesting time instead of them just staying at the one Airbnb the whole time and riding it out in one location instead of, you know, making it more fun. And their, like, mental thing about not wanting to be in a relationship, like, is so foreign to me. I mean, I, I've kind of been, I've been single for, like, a decade now. And I am no desire to be in a relationship. But I'm also not actively just dating people either. Because I know that, like, I fall, I just, like, I fall for people super fast, super easy. And like I, I feel like I don't, I, I would never have the kind of control that these people do. I, I would just like because I'm so like there's part of me that's so desperate to want to be loved and needed, and like my own issues that like watching this is so foreign to me that these people are able to like keep their walls up and and not admit that they have any kind of actual feelings for each other. So then he eventually posts up a vlog introducing his audience or whatever to her. And it takes a while. And it goes viral. And then now she's worried, oh, this story is going to get out. Right? Forcing her to be honest. Forcing her to, you know, kind of come clean to people. And you see how that all goes. Right? And she doesn't like it. She doesn't like the attention. She doesn't like getting noticed. And it's not until, right, after so long, 70-some days, they spend a ton of money to make sure that they can get home. And it's not until they actually get back in the States where they actually come clean, like, like actually like officially label themselves as boyfriend and girlfriend after spending like two and a half months with each other and during like when everything's popping off and he's doing interviews he let it slip that like their boyfriend girlfriend and that like 
fucked with her because she's like, I never said that. We never. And then it's not until they get back in the States where it's like, you know, she's comfortable like admitting that they have feelings for each other and that they're exclusive. Which I found absolutely adorable by that time, right? It's like, of course, you guys are clearly a great match. The fact that you survived this and you still enjoy being around each other, right? You're not just like wanting to split as soon as you get back on American soil. Like, clearly there's a match there. So this ended up being great, right? A super unique experience. I fell in love with both of them, right? Them together, I think, makes complete sense. And at the end, I was crying. I was crying, right? Something about people finding love, especially after being so closed off throughout the whole experience, and then finally being open and willing, right? It's still possible, right? I never expected to be crying at the end of this, especially at the beginning where I was like, why am I watching this? And then by the end, I'm like, oh, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. You know? So that's my thoughts. Thank you for watching to this, this episode of Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on the documentary Longest Third Date. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new reviews of TV shows and movies. And join the conversation by leaving a comment on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you are watching this. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.